Welcome to the Hemp Can Do It podcast. This is Katia Jimenez. I am the owner of Mount Orb Hemp, a small hemp farm located in southern Wisconsin. Our guest today is Brian Kuhn from the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture. He is the director of the Bureau of Plant Industry. His department was responsible for creating our state's hemp pilot program after the passage of the state's hemp law. The department was given 90 days to create a program from scratch. Welcome, Brian. Thank you. Good to be here. (laughs) Thank you, Larry. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Katya. (laughs) So, Brian, we we really wanted to have you on the show. Um, We know what an important role your department has played in our hemp industry here in Wisconsin. And um, there's a lot of people out there that maybe didn't follow it as closely as I did. (laughs) And we just want to educate them a little bit about how we we got here to where we are with our program. So could you tell us a little bit about 2018 and how you got this bill that landed on your lap and we're told you had 90 days to come up with uh, a whole hemp program for our state. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So that was a a challenging uh, uh, task and and effort, but uh, one that uh, was very exciting and uh, had a lot of staff involved in it at the department. So um, as you described, uh, 2017 Act 100 uh, basically authorized the department to write rules and the legislature gave us 90 days to write those emergency rules to bring the uh, the rules and kind of parameters of how we were going to run the state, uh, this new industrial hemp program uh, that came about from the 2014 Farm Bill. Um, so we worked uh, within the department basically with a group of about six staff working pretty much full-time on, on this to try and meet that uh, 90-day deadline. Really, from a department standpoint, we didn't, and, and from a legislative standpoint, we didn't have an option. That was our target. That was our goal. So, um, so that's what we did, and uh, we had multiple meetings in there with uh, with uh, uh, Department of Justice, trying to figure out the, the, some of the legal interactions there and how this was going to work, and uh, many other stakeholders in the process. But uh, a lot of the work was just internal of how are we going to put this thing together and structure sure. a regulatory program um, around what was given to us in that uh, 2017 Act 100, and. How many people ended up, um, there was a lot of interest, uh, a lot of people probably calling your office, emailing you. Um, how many people ended up applying for a license and registration, do you recall? Yeah, so in the end, we had about 260 grower applications that came in and about 107 processor applications uh, that, that came into us. And of those, uh, ultimately, we issued uh, about 250 grower application or grower licenses and 100 processor licenses. And in the end, about 135 people actually put hemp in the ground. So we had about, uh, like I said, about 247 that were uh, licensed and registered to grow mm-hmm. hemp. Of that, about 135 actually grew hemp this year. And that probably relates to seed availability, land availability, people being energetic and excited about the potential, but then the reality of tracking it all down and getting it into the ground, you know, that, sure. that was the reality, about 135 growers. And what surprised you the most about uh, our first year growing hemp here in Wisconsin? Yeah, I think the the biggest surprise and continuing surprise is just the level of interest. Um, it, it's just kind of a, a very 
Uh, it may be related to the current farm economy, which is pretty tough for a lot of uh, producers. It may be related to how our legislation was written, because um, one of the charges there was to make it available to the greatest extent possible to the most growers, to the most levels of interest in doing things with hemp. So that legislation was written very broadly, um, and, and we were directed in the rule writing to make it as least restrictive as we could. So. I think a number of those factors are kind of coming together, and and again, we have a his, history with industrial hemp in the state that you know we know we can grow it well, and um, it does it does well as a crop here. Other than how do I get licensed? What were some of the most common questions that you got from people over the over the course of the first year? Yeah, probably the you know the biggest one and uh, one that was most frustrating for growers and processors is that can you give me a list of growers and processors and unfortunately the way that um, statutory language was written and it was written cautiously um, I think for for protection of growers and processors just not knowing having never had a program like this hemp being new um, um, the legislature basically said that information was confidential, so it restricted our ability to share that um, with, the, with these folks that were trying to be connected. So we relied on other entities like the Hemp Alliance and other groups that were out there, Farm Bureau, to try and help provide those connections between growers and processors. But it is something that we're hopeful that in uh, moving forward in future years, we'll be able to address that and, and make that at least give growers and processors an option to, to opt out of confidentiality if they want to uh, have, a, have the ability to be connected. Sure. And it must have been difficult also maybe for your staff because you're, you were kind of out there on your own. For example, normally you could contact UW Madison or other state agencies, but it seemed like they were a little hesitant due to their own funding and um, it's still being a Schedule One drug. So you were kind of handling all the questions that we all had for you. Yeah, so that, that added to that workload, right? Um, folks that are normally at the table on other crops that we work with uh, a whole um, community of agricultural professionals in with extension, um, the private sector folks that are, you know, crop consultants, um, agronomists, all that, those weren't there. They, they, they aren't there. They're still coming along. And uh, they will get there and, and we'll continue to build that as hemp moves along here as a crop. But, right, th that's the challenge of this first year or two where um, the ag agency, the one implementing, is really the, the source of information. And we have about 28 staff in our uh, in the Plant Industry Bureau where this program resides. And over the course of this season, I probably had 20 of the 28 working in the hemp program, answering calls, answering questions in the field, collecting samples, um, doing all the work of the program. So um, so we definitely enlisted most of our staff and, and prioritized this program over other routine work that we would normally be doing in that portion of the growing season just to make sure we got off the ground well in this first season. Well, we hope that your resources improve so that you can get some of that work that's piling up done in addition to staying uh, staying uh, uh, hard, hard in front on, on this issue, too. So now looking at 2019, Brian, the licenses close on uh, March 1st, and we're still going to be operating under the 2018 system. Is that is that right? Correct. Right. Is uh, so our yep. The licensing window for 2019 growing season ends March 1st, 
And, uh, yeah, for the 2019 season, we really anticipate um, for, for any growers or processors in the program, very little to no change in the program. We are going to be operating, even though the Farm Bill, 2018 Farm Bill, just passed, um, we're going to be operating under that hemp, uh, that pilot research program again in 2019. Um, the feds haven't gotten their kind of a national program really put together from their perspective at mm-hmm. USDA yet. So um, until that time, we'll we'll continue to operate under the uh, the hemp the pilot research program. Um, we are hoping that you know ideally by next growing season we'll be into a different uh, program where we've been able to pull in some of those parts of the new 2018 Farm Bill um, and, and make adjustments to the program to adjust to, the, to what that, that bill brought to states. We understand that, that really the USDA is not even looking for states to jump into that game at this point. Is that correct? And they're hoping they can have some time to think about how it would work? Correct. Yeah, at this point, uh, USDA, uh, literally the Farm Bill just got passed, uh, and, and then uh, there, was, um, there was the uh, time off at the federal level for the USDA uh, where they were, were not working for a month there, and that, that has delayed any action um, and impacted any work on that by USDA. But in general, USDA is still getting their feet under them. This was directed to them through the 2018 Farm Bill. And they're just trying to get their kind of program requirements together on their side and asking us to actually wait until they provide us some guidance, which we would anticipate, uh, you know, coming here in the, in the coming weeks. So we have some guidance on um, how and what the expectations are for us to apply for state uh, regulatory authority over, that, over our hemp program. Um, the, the, the Farm Bill allows for that. Wisconsin certainly wants its own authority to operate its program as Wisconsin sees appropriate. So um, DATCAP will be, will be submitting um, an application when the time is right um, and allowed for by USDA. That was going to be my next question was, you know, has there been a decision made as to whether or not um, this is something that, you know, the state has, we all anticipate that it would be, but that it that had the decision been made, but it sounds like it has. Yeah, we think uh, for for having control of your own program um, and not being um, kind of locked into something that the feds come up for uh, broadly that could address, you know, be just something that it, it, they'll probably come up with that boilerplate that all states could implement. But we've got our nuances. We've got the, the legislation that was given to us at the state level here. And um, and that that goes beyond that and gives us more specific direction. So, um, again, we certainly would, would want the opportunity to be in the driver's seat on our state program. And when is that due? What's the deadline to submit our own plan? There is not a deadline that I know of in the, uh, in the Farm Bill. There's a deadline on the USDA side. Once the state has submitted, they have 60 days to respond, review, and reply either approve or deny that application. I would anticipate that there could be some give and take in that process. Uh, we don't know. Again, haven't seen any guidelines or guidance direction on, on that process yet. So we're still waiting to, to really understand what that's going to involve. So as you begin to set up our own state's program, would, will the department hold public hearings or how, how can people contribute? Yeah, I, th- I think, um, you know, I, I'm not sure that we will that will have public hearings or public hearings will be required as part of of our application to USDA because they're going to um, dictate what's what's required of a state program. 
I believe we probably already have most of what's required by the feds in place. Where we'll probably and, and need public input is, is again, on our state law as we move and our state rules as we move to permanent rules at some point. Uh, right now we're operating under emergency rules that had uh, very limited public input um, process, but there there was some opportunity for the public to provide input there. Um, and, and the department's got a number of areas that we're, um, we're interested in getting input on from various stakeholders. Laboratory is an example of something. There's a lot of private sector labs out there coming online now interested in working in this hemp arena. Um, there's regulatory lab work that needs to be done. Um, there's a lot of labs that are interested and willing to sit down with DATCAP and talk about that. How, how you know, does DATCAP end up doing some kind of a lab certification that says, okay, labs that meet these minimum standards are uh, certified to do hemp testing in the state of Wisconsin. Right now, we don't have that kind of stuff on the on the books or in any any rule format. Um, so th- there are issues like that. Um, potentially, labeling of of hemp products could be one of those things where we're reaching out to uh, the industry side of things and get, trying to get working groups together to together input on that. But certainly, you know, as we move into the normal rule process or if there's other legislation that comes along on industrial hemp, um, there will be public input opportunities in that through the, through the normal process. Excellent. So this year, your agency will be doing all the testing again, is what, what you're saying? Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the plan this year for the next growing season. Um, our numbers look uh, dramatically larger um, <laughs> for the number of grower licenses that we're issuing already this year. Um, so we anticipate a much larger workload. Um, so we'll we'll be working on the, on the staffing to address that need. Um, but um, yeah, my my belief is this year we'll we'll have to take a, again a different tact uh, with that based on the workload that it will bring. Uh, but but certainly plan to. Do not see an issue. We will we'll meet the need uh, for the industry when it comes. How did those planting reports look at the end of the year? We started looking through those. Yeah, to be honest, we're we're trying to get at those, <laughs> um, and and we did get we did get most of them in. Um, but I can't tell you a whole lot personally about what what we've got um, in there. Uh, but we hope to get through that here in the not too distant future to kind of pull out the nuggets of of feedback from that process, what we saw, what we can use to try and educate growers in the year ahead. Um, one of the things, there, there are things we learned certainly that we're making changes on, just relatively small ones, I think, going forward. But um, for, the, for the year ahead, for example, a, a seed variety, C4, is one that came out hot on quite a few of our growers, meaning it exceeded the standard and resulted in fields having to be destroyed. And uh, we don't want growers to relive that one. Um, and so we're putting that kind of on a um, do not plant list. Um, so that's kind of an example of the evolution of, I think, how, how the hemp program will, will go with time as we learn each growing season and learn more. Um, you know, we'll be bringing more definitive rules to it. Things like the Farm Bill will come and bring clarity that I think brings, brings comfort and uh, assurance to growers and to uh, the industry as a whole, including banking and uh, and insurance companies that are looking for a more secure <laughs> environment around the hemp program. 
Definitely. Um, well, I know that every time that I've contacted your your agency via email or phone call, everyone's been very friendly and very, very helpful. So it's, def- it's definitely the experience of, uh, of people, uh, many, many people we've spoken with has been that it's an agency that's trying to help them to s- succeed. Uh, it's it's not a what people are used to in terms of a typical regulatory posture, and uh, and the feedback has been fantastic. So we thank you for that. Yeah, yes, no, you. uh, you're welcome, and we we're we're happy to be doing it. It's it is a tremendous workload, uh, but it is that it is a unique program in that way that um, we are a regulatory agency by and large, uh, but we have a lot of roles that we play where we have a. You know, we promote the ag- agricultural industry in the state, but at the same time, we regulate other parts of that that same industry. Um, so, and a lot of work we do is protecting that agricultural industry. And uh, so, hemp is one that we certainly want to see succeed. We're trying to do everything in our power to to not be a hindrance, but it it does come with a regulatory program that most growers getting into this aren't familiar with that whole concept. And uh, so, that makes it a very unique crop and unique program for the ag, ag sector. Wonderful. So, Brian, when you're not uh, working hard to have our hemp industry succeed, what do you like to do? What kinds of things do you enjoy doing outside of work? Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I have uh, an, three daughters that I spend a lot of time running around the country with, mm-hmm. so uh, a lot of soccer tournaments uh, uh, during throughout the year and uh, a lot of family stuff. But uh, Certainly enjoy outdoors. We, we enjoy hiking and biking and canoeing, so boundary waters and, and things like that, um, and national parks. So we're, we're uh, definitely an outdoor-focused uh, family. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I know you're very busy, and we, we appreciate you coming down to Wart to talk to us. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate the time. That was Brian Kuhn with DATCAP, the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection here in Wisconsin. So far, DATCAP has issued 1,046 hemp grower licenses and 487 hemp processor licenses. So we are going to have a very busy 2019 here in Wisconsin. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to Hemp Can Do It. Hemp Can Do It.